0: And grab a pen. You're going to want to write this down. Welcome to the Confidence and Communication Podcast. I I say this all the time. I'm so happy about this episode. But today's really special because I have your coach, Jill. So at your coach, Jill, from Instagram, who's also my coach, Jill Perrick, who is an imposter syndrome coach. And this is, I was looking at her Instagram. I was like, how am I going to describe her? She's a lover of pink, which I love as well. She loves Starbucks and she's really cool with swearing. And I love that because I think that we connect on that way. So she helps high achieving entrepreneurs and working professionals overcome imposter syndrome so they can get more done and achieve more with what they can imagine possible. I hope I said that right. And before I invite you to say hello, Jill, I want to talk a little bit about your your experience or your cred. So I heard you describe it once as your street cred and your, what was the other cred? Just like regular cred. It's just like,
1: okay, almost like see all of that stuff as like regular cred, and then how I actually built the business as like street cred. So, okay, cool. Okay, so
0: here's the list she has a bachelor's degree in counseling psychology practices, a master's in interpersonal and interpersonal conflict, a master life and success coach, master NLP practitioner, master EFT tapping practitioner breathwork facilitator and Reiki master. And (laughs) a few moments ago, she said, you don't have to read all of that. And I wanted to read all of it because I just, I love what you do. I love working with you. Like the tools that we use that are like so applicable, so like real are one thing. But whenever I have, you know, that that imposter or that ego coming in saying, are you sure? I'm like, no, Jill knows her shit. She she really knows her shit. So thank you so much for being here and feel free to say hello. Thank you so much
1: for having me. that was a great little introduction. I absolutely loved it. And I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to have you as a client in The Worthy Woman Method. And I'm just so happy that we are working together again, because we've been like working together kind of on and off for the last mm-hmm. two years, I would like to say. So mm-hmm. I'm just super excited to be here today.
0: Yeah, thank you. And I'm like, I I knew from and you'll have to talk a little bit about that one day, I forget what you call it. But like, that was incredible. And there's so many times that I look back to the work that we've done together. And it's really contributed to all of the work that I continuously do. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, I just wanted to throw in this other tagline that you use in short, Jill is absolutely qualified to help you heal your nervous system, rewire your brain on both a subconscious and somatic level, which again is like something so deeper. So I wanted to start with this and I hope this is okay. How old are you?
1: I am 29 and I turned 30 in March.
0: You're just a baby. You're just I'm a just baby. A ba- <laughs> I am to you, I guess, but to everyone else, they're like, you're old. <laughs> I've been there. So actually next week I got invited to a birthday party and it's this young woman I know, and she's gorgeous. I love her. She's turning 25. So I will be the oldest person there because I'm 43. So young. And I'm invited to this 25 year old's birthday party. I'm just like, "Ah." that always is like such a shock to me because I didn't expect
1: that actually with you saying that I was like oh she didn't like her early 30s yeah. and then you just said that so that's amazing you obviously look incredible and you're doing thank amazing you. things so thank you so and great.
0: I remember you said that to me one time before you're like I thought we were the same age so I love that yeah and I, and I, I feel I feel yeah. like I'm anywhere between 25 and 29 so <laughs> exactly. I love okay. it so much Thank you. So we're going to talk all about what you do. But tell me about like, what was your introduction to coaching? Did you meet a coach and start working with a coach? Or were you exploring coaching when you became a coach?
1: Yeah, so when I was finishing up my master's degree, it was about the end of 2017, when I graduated that and I remember being on YouTube and just like finding coaching videos, I think one of them was specifically like, The really stereotypical fucking Tony Robbins. And I was like, Oh, I was like, life coaching, because you know, when you hear about it at first, it's something that people usually make fun of. So you hear life coaching, and it's like, you don't need a coach and all this stuff. So I was like, I wonder what that is. Because as I have a lot of education in psychology, I was going to become a therapist. And there was just so many hoops to jump through and so many things that I would have to do. And there seemed to be a glass ceiling with income and like what I could accomplish being a therapist. Mm-hmm. So I was like, there there has to be something else that like I can do that can be completely mine. And I was also just like ready to be done school and like done all of the things so I could just get started. And then I found coaching and it honestly feels like it kind of came in and I was just like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, even though I had no idea how to do it. Like I had no idea how to get started or anything like that. So I spent about three months working on a site, on a website, like perfecting it and being like, I can't announce that I'm a coach until this is done. Like, yeah. Like I'm sure happens to absolutely everyone in the beginning, right? So I spent about three months at my full-time job working on that site and then I launched it officially on January 19th, 2018. So that's when I officially was like open for biz and of course, you know, I think i had maybe two people who i knew personally who started like with me and i charged like a hundred dollars for like a three month type of package it's hilarious so Mm -hmm. i just kind of got thrown into it and i truly think it came at the right time and it's just been a journey ever since and i'm so happy that i actually decided to keep going and stay consistent and stay
0: on top of it because it has been amazing. I love it too. I love the whole coaching industry and, and where it's become, where it's coming and yeah. where it's going. And I've loved watching the evolution of, especially the world that we're in now in the online space. Like yeah. it's, yeah, the limit is to the sky. Yeah. So you could have gone into, and I have friends and you probably have friends too, who have this type of, education and they open up a clinic or they open up that you know typical therapist counseling sort of career Mm -hmm. so I feel like a lot of them look at that and they think well that's impossible like I can't I can't be a coach because I'm a therapist or whatever so like what was going on in your brain (laughs) it's so funny because like I just have always
1: seen myself as not (laughs) this is really funny but like not professional enough to be a therapist in terms of like, I'm really laid back and easygoing and I swear a lot and I want to use certain tools and like spirituality and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, like I have used the therapy, I love therapy, but it just feels very rigid. And I find that the success I've had is largely in part from coaching. Like if I were to compare therapy to coaching, like, coaching always blows it out of the water because it's just so forward focused. And it's a lot more deeper and more integrative. And Mm -hmm. I find sometimes with therapy, it's a lot of talk and a ton of action, you know, so Mm -hmm. I just saw something bigger for me than just like being a therapist. And I also got into the online space. And I was like, wait, like people just talk on social media and they get paid. Like, this is crazy. I can't believe it. And mm-hmm. so once that started to become normalized to me, I was like, wow, like I can take this wherever I want to really take it where it didn't feel that way with therapy. It just felt kind mm-hmm. of stuffy and rigid and old school. Mm-hmm. And I also always felt felt like I was going to get in trouble because I was like doing things a certain way. So I was like, I I don't want to feel like that running Mm -hmm. my own business. I want to do and say whatever the fuck
0: I want and then help people that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I love that you said that. I could totally relate to stepping out on your own and doing things your own way because you want to, but then you're always worried, like, am I going to get in trouble for this? And the funniest yeah. thing popped in my head because there's been times where, and both of us are probably just as about as active as one another on Instagram. And at one point I was asking myself as I was putting in a hashtag, what if I get in trouble for using this hashtag? Like, what the fuck? Is that crazy how
1: that comes in? Yes. You're like, wait, I can say whatever the fuck I want. It's my page.
0: Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Anyway, that was so, uh, every once in a while. And I'm not using them so much anymore, but everyone's still while That'll pop in my head. I'm like me and myself. Remember that time? I wouldn't let myself use that (laughs) That hashtag. (laughs) So stupid. Oh my God. Okay. So let's talk more about coaching. So now how did you become an imposter syndrome coach? Where did that come from? Yeah. So.
1: I have suffered with imposter syndrome, like my entire life, like I would say after high school, and when I got into all the universities I wanted, and I got scholarships and bursaries, and I was like, I just got lucky. And then I would carry myself through university. And I would just constantly like feel like I was on the edge of being found out and feel like I was on the edge of somebody realizing that I was not as smart or as capable as I was pretending to be because I was like, I'm not actually this smart. I just work really, really hard. And I overwork and I overthink and I have a ton of anxiety and all that stuff. So like, that's what's stopping people from seeing the real me. When I realized that that was imposter syndrome, I think I was in my first year of my master's and I was like, Oh, like this is imposter syndrome. And I started to look into it. And I was like, wow, like, I feel like this is me completely. But I had internalized it my whole life in terms of it's just me just I feel that way. And then I realized that so many people usually feel not good enough and not as smart and capable as they are appearing to be. So I was like, Oh, it could potentially not be me, it could potentially be something that actually a lot of people struggle with. So from there, when I got into the coaching world, I started off very, very broad and vague, because that's what I think happens in the beginning is you think I want to help everybody. And if if I'm able to help everybody, then I can get tons of clients and blah, 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 right. And then you realize, oh, wait, you should probably have some type of a niche and an ideal client and Lola. So I started with anxiety and confidence, but I still had that feeling of there needs to be something more, there needs to be something deeper that I can help somebody with. And I just decided I was like, I'm not seeing a lot of people talk about imposter syndrome. And I was like, what if I was the first one? Like, what if I was the one who instead of just talking about it as an aside to a number of other things, I'm going to talk about it as a niche. So when I first started out, it was a lot of education and helping people understand that like the feelings you're having are imposter syndrome, but you don't have to feel shame about it because it isn't your fault. But it is your responsibility to work on your own self worth and self belief. So I had to do a lot of coaching on me in order to bring it into the online space and be like, this is something that people need coaching around. Because it's one of those things where you're like, I don't wanna say I feel like a fraud because if I do, then people are gonna think that I actually am and that I'm not capable and that I don't know what I'm talking about. It's interesting because I'll still get those people who will be like, they'll follow me and they'll watch me for a while. And then they will be like, I think I really do struggle with it. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I get it because there are some people who are just like afraid to admit like it could be imposter syndrome. And there's nothing wrong with you if you feel this way, it's just your experiences and your past and your childhood and all of the things that have told you that you were unworthy or not good enough are contributing to your, your thought patterns which are creating your behaviors and then that is affecting how you show up how consistent you are and how capable you believe you are to create the career or business that you want so yeah it kind of like came to me and i had to do a lot of coaching around like is this something that people need
0: and it is obviously Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so do you think it's that like admitting it i think is one thing But, and I'm trying to remember back to when I started following you and I'm, it's been a while already. And I don't know if it's absolutely that, like just straight to admitting it, but people also just not understanding it. Right. Because of that same reason that you said, like, you thought you were the only one, like there's so many things that I have gone through in my life that, especially like things that are related to imposter syndrome that I thought I was the only one. Mm -hmm. So I think the fact that you started with education makes sense. Right. And the fact that you talk about all of the stuff that your clients are going through so that you can share that online with people so that they're like, Oh my God, that's totally me. Like she knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because like at the root of it,
1: imposter syndrome is just a feeling of unworthiness and like that feeling of unworthiness can mean that you hold yourself back from opportunities, you don't speak up when you really would like to speak up, you don't think things are possible for you, you don't think you're capable. So it may just seem like just imposter syndrome. But underneath it, there's so many things that come to that conclusion of I just don't feel good enough.
0: So yeah, Mm-hmm. And again, like I love the, the coaching worlds. I've worked with so many people. Part of my story, one of the things that I share is when I knew I was ready for healing and like looking around at my life and saying, okay, I need to make some fucking changes. Shit is not working. I was working with everyone. Like I went to employment counselors, elders, like everyone that I could possibly get my hands on, including coaches. And mm-hmm. ultimately, For the majority now, I just go to coaches. Like, I don't even totally, I don't even use anyone who's like not a coach that's online in in my network. Exactly. (laughs) So, I think that's pretty cool. But one of the things that you talked about is you knew that you needed coaching and Mm -hmm. that you did some coaching on that. So, I want to know a little bit more about like you accessing other coaches, but also self-coaching because Mm -hmm. I know for years, I've also done that, but there comes times where I'm like, am I fucking losing my mind or is what I'm doing the right thing? So Mm -hmm. when did you realize that you were like self-coaching and when do you decide I want to work with a coach? Yeah. So I feel like working with a coach
1: came first for a long time before I adequately knew how to self coach myself. Because when it came to a coach, it was originally like, okay, like I want to grow this business. So I'm going to hire a business coach. And what I realized was you can't outsource your own belief in yourself to a coach, you know, and I think a lot of people start off that way in terms of being like, well, this person is gonna help me make 10k or whatever it is, but really, like that person is guiding you to having a relationship with yourself where you feel confident and empowered and worthy enough to show up in the way that you truly would like to show up in. Um, so it started off with that. And like, I just know that when I'm asked the right questions, when I'm held accountable, when I am able to have a clear, objective analysis to what I'm experiencing, that is when I have the growth needed to get to that next level. Right. And honestly, at the time I'm at right now, coaching is really just an opportunity for me to love myself more. Like always, it's always coming back to growing as a person, because as I grow as a person, I become a better coach. I can serve way more people. Um, So I think what happens in the beginning is you're like, okay, I'm going to hire a coach and they're going to help me grow. And I'm going to get all the clients and do all the things. But at the end of the day, it's like a big journey of self discovery and helping mm-hmm. other people discover themselves as well. And then I would say that I started self coaching this year, how you have to start with that is knowing that when you self coach, the point is to always care for yourself more, because I think a lot of people have this high achieving overworking type of tendency where they're trying to self coach themselves out of a thought, but not for themselves. It's kind of like, you need to achieve, you need to perform, but to make more money, you need to make more money. So when that happens is like, you're arguing with yourself, not coaching yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because your coach is there to support you to help you to guide you. So why wouldn't you do the same thing when you are coaching yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's really looking at yourself and all your decisions and what you're currently doing with compassion and being like, I understand why you could be feeling this way. And now how can we move forward in a way that Honors you and honors where you're going. So it sounds like really like you should just love yourself and blah, blah, blah. But mm-hmm. honestly, I think we're conditioned to believe that we need to achieve to receive love or we need to do things to receive love. But the only person who can truly give us that unconditional love and validation is ourselves. So we should be doing that first and foremost. And that is the point of self coaching but i don't think you can get there if you truly don't believe that you are worthy or good enough so that mm-hmm. that's why you should probably start with a coach to mm-hmm. help you get to that place so then you
0: can begin to self-coach from that place mm-hmm That's fabulous. I love it. So in the work that I'm doing, I'm helping women become speakers. And when they come to me, and I've learned this over the past couple of years is they want to be a speaker, they want to be on stage, they want to get paid to speak. And all of that is fabulous. But I've had the first few women go through the program like years ago, Mm -hmm. the first few women went through the program. And so they had their talk, they knew how to sell it, they knew where to find it. <laughs> all of that stuff and then what it always came down to was them freezing because they're like I'm scared like I don't feel like I'm ready I don't feel like I'm good enough who's going to want to listen to me so I ended up creating another program that I call next level self but it's interesting and I love the one-on-one coaching cuz that's when I get an opportunity to dig in with them based on okay what are your fears we we've accomplished all this work and I always know what it is and you you're probably the same with all of your clients you're like Anytime that we've had a call, you're always like looking at me, nodding, waiting for me to finish. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is what you need to do. And, and I, <laughs> and you're always like, Jill, just tell me the steps of what to do. And I'm like,
1: bitch, you need to love yourself more.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. And I remember one of the, on the Slack channel, I posted something because. Cause just like you, I'm always doing the work. I'm always journaling. I'm always, you know, trying to change my life, improve my life. And and I remember at one point there was something I put in there and you're like, I'd really prefer that you self coach through this one. And I burst out laughing (laughs) and I'm like, she's right. She's fucking right. Like I know what to do, but sometimes it's just having that, like that backup.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember that, but I'll have to go and look at it now, see what I said it to. However, it's because I know that you always have the answers inside of you. So I truly believe that as a coach, we have to nurture that instead of just like telling people what to do or the step by steps of what to do. Because as you said, like you can tell somebody, okay, this is how you logistically become a speaker. But like, they need to feel confident in themselves and they need to work on that fear around public speaking. So you, as a coach, you have to help them become more confident and that is truly your job instead of just telling them how to speak.
0: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So how long have you been the imposter syndrome coach?
1: So I started my business in 2018. And then I think I switched over to like the niche, like halfway through 2018. So about like the majority of the time I've had the business for. Nice. And
0: when you started it, you were working full time for a a company. Tell me a little bit about that for the government.
1: Ontario government. So how did you, like how,
0: how are you managing this part-time gig and working full-time what was
1: that like for you oh my god it was it was crazy um but so we have this government organized Asian in our hometown and like everybody wants to work there because it's a really good job it's a really good job they pay really well you get benefits and a pension like all that stuff right so I started there after I finished or no it was the year I started my master's because I've always been either like working two jobs or doing school and working so I'm like I'm gonna get my master's while I'm working full-time that's gonna be so easy and it was really hard but (laughs) so I was in that organization. And I was just like, okay, I don't know if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. But like, I have the benefits and I have the pension. And then when I got into coaching, I was like, I'm just gonna stay here and do coaching at the same time. It'll be great. But then I was like, I don't want to work here for 30 years. Like, I don't want this to be my life. But it was really scary because I was like rooted in like, stability and consistent mm-hmm. income and I had parents that had consistent income and they worked really hard to provide for the three of us like our whole lives and they worked full time and worked a couple of jobs and I just had everyone around me that worked those normal jobs and I was going to be the odd one out and I was like I can't do that like there's no way um so I worked that job up until this year in May, and I took the leap this year. Yeah, it was crazy. I feel like it, like, wasn't even me. Like, I was, like, overcome with this feeling of, like, I need to leave now. And, like, I had no savings for this. I I didn't have the certainty. And I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to do it because I'm... I think I made like 12,000 in 2019 in the coaching business. But then in 2020, I'm in made 130. Wow. So I was like, holy shit. Like, I think I can do this. Like, I think it can happen for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I realized that I was like, okay, like I'm going to do it. And I cried for days because I was like, am I really going to do this? I was so afraid of what everyone would think and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I really only needed the support from my fiance and he was like yeah like if you want to do this I'm here for you like
0: she made a hundred thousand last year so <laughs>
1: yeah. he was like it's not like you don't know how to do it so like you'll be fine and yeah so it was great and I ended up leaving and it was terrifying because it was a whole identity shift, right? Like Mm -hmm. I was so used to being the person with the full time job and the stability and being the smart one and all this stuff. And leaving a job with benefits and a pension to be an online coach is just like crazy to a lot of people and seems really intangible to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. But I just knew that this was my purpose. This Mm is how I'm supposed to be doing things. And I was really tired. I was really tired of working full time mm-hmm. and and doing like forty hours a week at that job, and then putting in all the time with my clients and all mm-hmm. that stuff after work. It was hard for a while, um, but I'm like I'm super grateful to me that I kept doing it, even when I was seeing no progress, when nobody gave Mm -hmm, a shit at mm -hmm. all and I just kept going regardless and I really try and relay that to the clients who are side hustlers and to the ones who are starting to like get started and I'm like it took me like two years to truly see that income start to come in and to truly reap the benefits of work that I have been doing for the past couple of years so I Mm -hmm. know it seems like less than ideal,
0: but the time is going to pass anyways, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's such a powerful like way of passage. Is that the right? Does that make sense? Way of passage? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right yeah, of, passage? That's That's right of passage? That's what I was trying to say. Yeah. Right mm-hmm. of passage. Okay. So in 2012 to 2016, I was working mm-hmm. like part-time contracts. I was bouncing from job to job Mm -hmm. and eventually I finally said, no, fuck all of that. I'm going 100% in my business. And that was scary as shit. And I had people telling me like, why don't you go get a job? Because I struggled and I'm a single mom. There were times where I didn't have. Money for the rent. I struggled for food. One of my friends gave me a hamper. I remember picking it up, fucking crying because I was so embarrassed. But here's me having this identity issue that, that you just mentioned. And so I didn't believe that I could be an entrepreneur, but yet I was feeling it pull. I was feeling that call like so much. And I I, I don't even know how you manage to do that working in a full-time career, knowing that you had this work that you loved. And the reason that this is so fascinating to me, because there's so many women, especially, and and particularly that are in that position where they have good income, you have seniority, you have like all the benefits that you talked about. And they're like, I can't leave that. But to me, I learned a lesson of, like, you can't have both feet in in different boats or whatever, there's like an analogy like that, right? You You need to pick a boat. So you were feeling that pull, obviously. And that's what
1: it felt like. It was like, I could continue to tell the same story of like, I'm only staying for a certain amount of time and until this year and then I'm gonna leave. I had also been working from home because of. COVID. So I was working from home and I could truly see because I guess I can say it now, but I was definitely like taking calls and stuff in the city of my work day.
0: And I was just
1: like, okay, like imagine if this was my full time gig and I could sleep in and work on this and really devote that time to this business. And I was just like, I either have to be all in or I have to be like, can I do this realistically, part time and I was just like, Nope, I'm gonna go all in on me. And that's another thing that coaching has helped me. It's helped me go all in on myself. Because in the very beginning, when I started, I did not go all in on me at all. I had no faith in me being able to support myself with a business and to pay rent to get groceries and to do all those things created solely from the income that I created on my own. So mm-hmm. that was a part of the identity as well. It was like, I can I can sustain me and my family with the money that I am creating. And that's crazy to think mm-hmm. about because mm-hmm. it's all on you, right? Mm-hmm. So. I really feel like coaching helped me activate that worthy part of
0: me. Amazing. I love it. And I feel like they're in our coaching journeys. Like we have so many similar experiences and, Mm. and stuff like that. And I just find it so cool. So I'm curious about like some sort of belief things when it comes to, like you feel this calling, like mm -hmm. you are really good at what you do. I know that I'm really good at what I do i could not imagine and i literally would cry going to my other jobs before oh, i'd quit Me too. i would no go way. in the i would sit in the car and i would fucking cry and i'd be like no i hate this job i hate all the bitches there <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> everything I, I would like be like i don't want to fucking listen to
1: anybody i don't want someone telling me what to do because the government didn't and- organization I worked in, there was a ton of authority and rank. So I had to like, really like respect authority. And that's just not me. (laughs) I know. that sounds
0: like (laughs) bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay. And so I guess I want to push the buttons to those women who are listening, who are like, they have a full-time job or something dedicated, but they have this passion You know, they have this and they're just like, I just really want to do this, but they're scared. From your very recent experience, what would some last piece of advice be for her?
1: I would say that I think that your desire is enough for you to get started and for you to start working towards it, whether that's hiring your first coach or continuing to invest in yourself and your business. But it's not ever going to feel like you're 100% ready, you know, like, Mm. if you are holding off, because you're like, I don't want to go all in because I need to feel ready, like that time won't come ever. You aren't special. And I mean that in a nice way, you aren't special meaning that you have all these reasons for as to why you're not good enough or you're not smart enough or you can't do it and you can those are just stories that you are telling yourself and if you truly do the work on your identity on your belief on your worthiness like you can do whatever the fuck you want to do like 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 when i first got started like i had undiagnosed adhd i have a speech impediment like i had all these reasons as to why I couldn't do this, but I got coaching and I got support and I kept believing that there was something there that I had mm-hmm. that I could help at least, like if I could at least help one person then I was doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And then it turns into two and three and four. And now I have this big, successful coaching business. And still, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, like people come on the call and talk to me and like, want me to coach them. But it's just constantly recalibrating to that highest self and Mm -hmm. speaking and
0: acting from her. Mm hmm. I love it. I love it so much. This whole conversation has just made my whole body warm. Aww, and so I want to share one uh, one of the things that you shared with me this week on a call was a reminder, I will celebrate her today because I will never be her again. And that was really powerful. So thank you. I love you. You're so fucking good I at what you, you. You what you do. I love what you do. Everyone who follows needs, or everyone who's on Instagram needs to follow at your coach, Jill.
1: Yes, thank you for having me and thank you so much. This was amazing.
0: Yay. So if you're listening, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram and take us both and also leave a rating because those are apparently really cool. So do that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Miigwech, egocé, merci. Please don't leave without hearing me tell you that you are worthy and your time is worthy, which is why I'm so happy you chose to listen to this podcast. If there was something in this message that resonated with you, please take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story and tag me at jessicadumas01. Because if you found this helpful, your friends and your cousins will want to know about it. Until next time, decide you are worthy of what you want and go get it.